And all right, here we are back at it again for another episode of No Filters with me, myself, in the flesh, Uncle Mugga. Yes. As I usually do, first and foremost, I just want to take the time out to thank you for joining me on another episode of New Filter, where here we break down everyday topics that we all deal with, and of course I shed my light to of course give you a different perspective, or maybe a new perspective if you've never heard of this, and so again, shout outs to you for continuing your journey of bettering yourself every single day, because we all know success is it's not the end point, but it's an everyday thing, it's a lifestyle something that we continue to work on every single day. So shout outs to you for, of course, continuing your journey. Today, I'm here to talk about the lost art of communication. Go ahead and grab your cup of coffee. Go ahead and grab your, your cup of wine and listen in. Communication, as cliche as it sounds, communication is key. Communication is definitely something that can either help your relationship or help your situation or the lack of communication could be the reason why something that seemed like it was going to go so good ends, right? So I'm here to talk about the lost art of communication because in 2021, this is the day of instant gratification. This is the day of swipe right, swipe left. This is the day of just hop in the DM and let's link up. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a lot more action. There's a lot more action going on. But a lot less talking going on. And so what I'm seeing from my personal experience in my own life, what I'm seeing from, you know, people that come to me that's, you know, sought out some type of advice from me about their relationship and friends, family, whatever the situation may be, what I'm seeing is that a lot of the issues that are going on in these relationships today is simply because of the lack of communication. Simply because of the lack of communication. All most of the situations, there's there's sometimes where it's just too toxic to fix it. That I understand. That you have to get rid of. Go ahead, get some sage, bless your chakras, go ahead and move on. You understand? That I totally understand. But for the most part, about 90% of the relationships is a lack of communication. Two people bumping heads. They yelling. They, they, they saying things. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they looking to hurt each other, you know, with the words, whatever. They, they saying things. But they're not communicating in a healthy way. And of course, if you're not communicating in a healthy way, how do you expect things to go for longer? How do you expect that relationship to last past a couple of months? How do you expect to get to the point of marriage? You can't. And so what I'm here to do, I'm here to break down a couple of things order again ladies listen and go ahead and get a notepad because this is coming from the brother's perspective so listen in and of course to all the fellas uh, this information right here is things that you already know i'm sure you understand but the most important thing is to act on these things that i'm really talking about right the 
communication, I'm gonna I'm gonna break down this communication foundation. Because as we know, any and a, a simple simply a house, a skyscraper, a high-rise building, the reason that it's able to stand so tall, the reason that it's able to stand so strong is simply because of the foundation. And that foundation, they could dig 10 stories deep to build that foundation. And you'll never see it. But once that foundation is built, you could go ahead and build 100 stories up. So I say that to say, if you want your relationship to go the long haul, because a lot of my brothers today, be saying, hey, yo, we done with the games. Listen, I want something long term. I want marriage. I want the kids. I want the white picket fence. I want to provide for my woman and make sure she's a stay-at-home mother. She don't got to work because I'm bringing home the bacon. No, not bacon because we don't eat the swine. But um, I'm bringing home the bread. You know what I'm saying? So she can stay at home. You know, if she wants to have her hustle or whatever, to go ahead. But you don't got to work. A lot of the brothers I'm seeing today, that's where our mindset is at. So we have to unlearn a lot of the unhealthy things that we may have seen around us. We may have learned from TV, music, the streets, whatever the situation may be. Listen, listen in very closely, fellas, all right? I have six pillars that, that are all going to be a part of the communication foundation that we're going to be building for our healthy relationships moving forward. In any relationship, You'll come to see that communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. Communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. And I say that just to show you how essential communication is in a relationship. Without oxygen, you're dead. So without communication, a relationship is dead. It's not working, okay? Because in a relationship, some of the most important things that we all want is respect, understanding, trust, love, honesty, and of course, longevity, right? All of those things, if you don't realize, are built off communication. The way that you earn respect is not only through action, but through healthy communication. Through being able to communicate how you feel about this person. To be able to communicate in a healthy way your intentions with this person. And of course, your action will back that up. But you have to be able to communicate that in order to build this respect. In order to have understanding, you have to have healthy communication. You have to be able to communicate how you feel. Not only that, you have to be able to understand or listen in to when somebody's talking to you. To build that understanding, right? Trust comes through healthy communication. It's through being able to say something, communicate something, and stand on your word. Love is built through healthy communication. Expressing how you feel about someone in a healthy way. And that person being able to understand you. And of course, through time, y'all build love for each other, right? Honesty. 
honesty, open, clear, honest, communication, of course, is what builds honesty. You know what I'm saying? So, again, clear, healthy communication. And longevity is basically what you will get out of having good communication. Anytime that a situation comes about, hey, guess what? We could sit down and talk, talk it through, express how we feel without bumping heads in a healthy way, get it out, come to understand each other, and of course, take the necessary steps to move forward. That all comes through good communication. And today, people are, again, just bumping heads, bumping heads. There's no trust. There's no understanding. There's no love. There's no honesty, especially. There's no honesty. And everybody, again, maybe you don't know how to communicate. Maybe people don't want to communicate because of some fear. I don't know what it is, but here I am again. We're going to go ahead and break down the six pillars of the Communication Foundation. Let's get straight into it. The first pillar to healthy communication to make sure that your relationship grows and flourishes into something long-term and positive is seeking to understand first, then to be understood. Again, the first pillar to communication is seeking to understand first, then to be understood. Because the reason that that's number one is because when you're seeking to understand your partner, what you're actually doing is learning how to view the situation from their perspective. You want to understand them, right? So you go ahead and you listen to them. You allow them to express themselves. You give them that place to express themselves so that you can understand them. You can put yourself in their shoes. And you do so without rebuttal, without putting them down, without cutting them off. You do so without rebuttal. And so what this does is, of course, helps you see things through their lens. So you're able to take in consideration all the things that they're going through. And you're able to understand why they feel the way that they feel. And so what, what seeking to understand your partner will do is give you a great idea of their emotional foundation. And what's an emotional foundation, you may ask, right? Emotional foundation is a person's past relationship, a person's life experiences, the good and the bad, the trauma that they may have gone through, whether it be sexual trauma, whether, whether it be verbal trauma, their past life their parents' relationship, so you get a good idea of the main relationship in their life, so where they come to model the way that they act in a relationship from, because of course, if their father isn't there, for instance, that's going to be a factor in the way that they deal with you. If they were there, but their parents were toxic, always arguing, that's going to be a factor in the way that they deal with you. If their parents were together and everything was great, that's going to be a factor in the way that they deal with you, right? So you want to know all of this. You want to have a great idea of their emotional foundation because that's going to give you the why, that's going to give you the how, and that's going to give you the when. What's that? So that's going to give you where they're coming from. So whenever you're communicating, you'll know where they're coming from because you know where they come from. You know their past. You know how they're 
taking in information. You know what they've been through. Again, you're seeing things from their lens, right? You'll also, the why. You'll know why they process the information that they do. With a better understanding of where they're coming from, you understand why they do the things that they do. You understand why they process the information the way that they process it. Maybe it's from their upbringing. Maybe it's from the byproduct of, of their past relationship, the past trauma that they may have gone through. You understand? You understand the why. And then the how. How they might act based on their upbringing. So if you understand that your partner has been in a traumatic relationship or their past relationship has all been traumatic, you understand that she's coming into this relationship or he may be coming into this relationship with trauma. So they may not be able to communicate. They may not be able to process information in a positive, in a healthy way. So when you seek to understand that person, again, you're walking in their shoes so you can meet them exactly where they're at, right? And what does that do? Of course, that helps them, that nurtures them, that allows them to be more open, that allows them to express themselves to you, which will in turn make things gel better. With your understanding where they're coming from, you don't misinterpret their actions because you understand where they're coming from. You feel them because you understand where they're coming from. You know their emotional foundation, so you have a deeper understanding of where they're coming from. Again, so less assumptions, right? Less assumptions, less misunderstandings, which will help you use the right tools to fix the problems, right? So now when she, let's say for instance, she's been in a traumatic situation or he's been in a traumatic situation or simply he's been in relationships or she's been in relationships where her previous partner would throw issues under the rug. So because of that, a byproduct of that is she doesn't like to express herself because she feels like you're just going to throw things under the rug. Because you have the right understanding, now you can fix that issue with the right tool. Now it's not... Oh, she just doesn't want to tell me what's going on. No, now you can say, oh, she doesn't feel like expressing herself because of her past trauma. Her past relationships are making her feel like maybe her perspective is not valued. So that's the reason why they're reluctant to share how they really feel. They never really felt understood before. So that's the reason why they're not sharing things, right? When you have a better understanding of things, then you will have better communication, right? So that's that's number one right there. You know what I'm saying? So now let's get into pillar number two for building healthy communication for a long-lasting relationship. You can disagree, but don't dismiss. This one is very important, and this one builds on pillar number one. We're seeking to understand our partner. This conversation is not an argument. So you don't have to be mad at me. We're not at odds. I'm here to understand where you're coming from. I'm not looking to win. I'm not looking to have you lose. I'm here to understand where you're coming from, right? That seems to be a huge problem in most relationships today. Most of the time, People are just listening to go ahead with their rebuttal real quick. So 
you know, one person gets what, how they feel out, and the person disagrees, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. nah, nah, that don't make sense, and then you go ahead and you dismiss it. Nah, we're not looking to do that. Even when you don't agree, seek to understand where your partner's coming from. And if you disagree with what they're saying, because that's okay, respectfully explain yourself. Explain why you don't agree with what they're saying. You know, maybe they have a limited understanding of where you're coming from. So you say, okay, you have to acknowledge first and say, okay, yes, I understand where you're coming from. I definitely do. I'm here. I'm listening to everything that you're saying. But hey, let me go ahead and explain myself so that you could come to have my understanding as well. You could come to have my perspective as well. So from my perspective, you could see that maybe it wasn't my intention to make you feel that way, right? So you disagree with the issue that they may have brought up, but you didn't dismiss. You didn't say, nah, that's not how it happened. That's not the reason that it happened. I, I'm not listening to that. Get that out of here. No, you're not saying that. You're, you're taking the time, again, seeking to understand first, then be understood, right? So you're seeking to understand why the person feels the way that they do. So you're giving them the floor so that they could communicate their feelings, how they feel. But you're not you're not making this an argument. You're not looking to make them wrong by dismissing what they're saying and then bringing up your perspective. You're saying, OK, I understand you're acknowledging their perspective, but then you're explaining yourself respectfully. So they come to see where you're coming from, too that can help them understand that maybe they just misinterpreted the actual situation. And again, that's obviously healthy communication. Obviously, when you're in a situation where one person may have an idea of what's going on, and you know, one person, and, and that might not be the full thing. So you have to learn effective communication or healthy communication. You have to learn how to disagree without being dismissive and that that's very important because especially with women you'll come to find out if you're ever dismissive with a woman it's automatically going to turn her off imagine if you're trying to talk about something you're like ah no 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 i don't want to hear that automatically you're like mm, not really trying to have this conversation i mean like so you don't want to put somebody in the situation where they feel like their feelings are being put to the side their feelings are not being acknowledged they're being dismissed because again they'll be turned off from the conversation number one when people feel like they, they, their feelings are being dismissed they start to feel defensive about things and whenever you have someone feeling defensive that's when the conversation could go from something that's healthy um, to something that's very that, that turns into an argument where now again this person doesn't feel like they're their feelings are being acknowledged, so they don't want to hear nothing. So now y'all bumping heads again. So pillar number two, again, for healthy communication, you want to make sure that you can disagree with the person without being dismissive. Very important. Now, pillar number three for healthy communication for a long-lasting relationship is to learn how to communicate with love. This one is simple, <laughs> but I think I think in any 
time that you have a conversation, people confuse an argument with communication. People will go into, you know, they feel a certain way and, you know, their, their attitude is on 10 and they go ahead and address the situation from a place of anger or they address the situation from a place of sadness. They address the situation from a place of disappointment. And so what you have to see is when you communicate and you address any situation in your relationship, you want to do so from a place of love. You want to do so from a place of understanding. So before you even have this conversation, make sure you're going ahead and doing a temperature check. If you feel it hot, if you want 10, maybe this is not the right time to have this conversation. Maybe you should go sit down, relax, give yourself 24 hours to calm down the emotion. You don't want to project that emotion onto the person because, again, that can make someone feel defensive and they're not trying to listen to anything that you got to say. So you want to make sure that you do that temperature check to really understand where you're at. And once you've calmed down a bit, then you can go ahead and have that conversation with someone. Even when we approach a situation where we may not like what happened, we're, we're coming from a place of love. You know what I mean? So I'm seeking to understand. I'm not being dismissive. I'm not being defensive. I'm still acknowledging what the other person has to say. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not looking to have an argument with this person. I'm again coming from a place of love. I'm communicating with love. I'm communicating with pure intentions, wanting betterment for me and this person. A lot of people just like to project their emotions. If you're mad at the moment, so go ahead. I'm going to share that madness. You made me mad. So I'm going to project that on you. And it's like, remember when you was a kid and your mom came and she had a she had a, a very good point, but she was yelling at you. And it's like, yo, why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? And it's like, that's the only thing you could focus on. Because it's like, yeah, you might have a point, but you don't have to be yelling. And so therefore, her point never really got to your head because all you could focus on is why she was yelling, right? That's the same thing that happens in a relationship. If you don't notice, it's like you go ahead and you're trying to communicate something. Again, you have all right to be mad. You have all right to be sad, right? You do. You have all right to be disappointed. Whatever may have happened that has caused that emotion, you have all the right to feel that emotion, but you do not have the right to project that emotion onto somebody else, especially if you love that person. Because why should that person now have to harbor those feelings instead of coming to understand your feelings? You understand? Why should why should you come and just start yelling at this person, you know, just because you're feeling mad? No, you're automatically going to cause that person to shut down. And because that person shut down, even if you're coming, even if you have a valid point, that person is not going to be opening to listening to you because you're yelling at them. So it is very important that you communicate with love. You communicate from a loving place where, again, like I said, you're taking that temperature check and making sure you're not hot. You're not looking to put this person on defense. You're not looking to yell at this person. You're not confusing an argument 
with healthy communication because again they don't look the same and they're not the same thing okay the, the stuff that you see on instagram the stuff that you see on um real housewives of atlanta you know every time they get into a little spat or whatever the situation everybody's yelling at it that is not how the real world works you understand that is not how people who are in long-term relationships work with each other that is not how they deal with each other they are not just yelling and every time they have a, a problem with something they're not just yelling at their partner that's not how it goes and if you want that person to respect you if you want that person to respect you you're going to talk to them in a way that's going to allow again that healthy communication where they can respect you where they can trust that even if you're feeling you know mad about something you're not gonna lash out on them you understand they can they can trust that about you so that is very important right there again communicate with love okay and so pillar number four the healthy communication or long-term relationship is going to be the ability to read body language there's two types of communication. We have verbal communication and we have nonverbal communication. Sometimes in a relationship, nonverbal and verbal communication don't matter. For instance, you could pull up on your girl to see that they're in a bad mood. Something is up, something is off. Maybe they're not communicating with you. Maybe they're really short through text. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe it's one word answers, you know, whatever it is. You can tell that they're in a bad mood and you're asking them. So that's the verbal, that's the nonverbal communication. So you can read that they may be in a bad mood. And you, so you ask them, you address it. Hey, are you okay? And verbally they say, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine, right? So the verbal communication and the nonverbal communication is not matching, right? So you have to be able to read body language. And once you can read body language, you have to learn, even if they say that they're okay, and you know they're not okay, what you need to do is ease the tension by leaving the door open for communication and it, it's something very simple because sometimes I see in relationships where you know, I've been in relationships where I wasn't you know what I'm saying I'm I'm saying I'm good but I'm not good and so now my partner is nagging me to tell her what's going on and it's like yo can you leave me alone like you want to I don't want to talk about it right now so what, what you have to learn how to do is just leave the door open for communication simply by saying, hey, I, I think that you're bothered or maybe I'm just misreading the situation. You know, I don't want to bother you too much if you are in a bad mood. But hey, if you are, just know if you want to talk about things, I'm here to listen. You know, so if you come to feel a little better and you want to talk, you definitely know I'm here for you and you leave the situation alone. That's leaving the door open for communication. Don't force communication. Just leave the door open for the communication. Now, when they feel comfortable enough to have that conversation, guess what? They'll reach out to you because you left the door open. But the worst thing that you can do 
is agitate the situation and now make their mood turn to they're already in a mood and then you turn it into an even worse mood because of your negative vibe. Here you are trying to force the situation, becoming uh, a nagger, you know, oh yeah, now nah, I see you in a bad mood, you gotta tell me what's up, come on man, like why you can't express to me what's going on, da, da, da. Nah, listen, all you have to do is be able to read that body language, you have to be able to realize when that person is not in a good mood, and just leave the door open for communication, that's all, that's all you have to do. And you'll come to see that, again, when we're talking about the pillars or we're talking about the most important things that you want, you want that respect, you want that understanding, you want that openness in a relationship, these are the things that's going to be able to build that for you. It's going to be being able to read your partner, being able to understand when they want to talk, being able to understand when they don't want to talk. But always leaving the door open for communication. Don't feel, don't feel bad because they don't want to talk at the moment. And because of that, you, you basically dismiss them. Oh, oh, you always do this. Don't, don't be that dude or don't be that woman. Again, leave the door open for communication. When they're ready to talk, they will come to talk. Again, they respect the fact that you were able to identify that they weren't in a good mood. They respect the fact that you told them when you are ready to talk, you could come holler at me. Again, that openness will help them want to talk to you about things, okay? So that's, that's pillar number four, being able to read body language. Now, pillar number five, healthy communication for a long-term relationship is going to be not to make everything about you <laughs> this is this is the hardest one this is the hardest one for everybody you know i'll admit this was this was a hard one for me even in, the, in you know my early relationships this was a very hard one because when something affects you right you want to make it known if, you're not, if something is bothering you, you want to make it known, right? So if, if your partner is doing something that's bothering you, you, you want to communicate. So you, hey, let's sit down, let's talk. You didn't check yourself. You didn't did the temperature check. You're not hot. But you want to talk about it, right? So you go ahead and express yourself. Hey, you did this. You did this. I wasn't really feeling that. You know, I'm going to need this to change in order for us to move forward. That's okay. But what's not okay, again, don't make it all about you. What's not okay is always pointing the finger, but never leaving space for correction yourself. If every time you have an issue, you're hitting up your girl or you hitting up your dude, whatever the situation is, and you just always got an issue. Hey, this is my issue with you. This is what I need you to fix. But you never open up the door to asking, hey, is there anything that you feel like I should fix? Is there anything that I've been doing that you have an issue with that maybe you want to bring up since we're talking about this right now? You, you, you know what I'm saying? Open the door for it to not only be about you, but give your, your partner the space to communicate as well. Because again, when we're talking about that emotional foundation, maybe they're not, maybe they're in a place where, you know, their past has them not talking about things that bother them. Maybe they like to bottle things up. 
So maybe they're not the type to come and talk about every single thing that bothers them. But hey, you're bringing up something that's bothering you. So also give them the space to talk about what bothers them. Because nobody, oh, imagine a conversation, right? Where you're talking to somebody and all they're doing is chatting. You know what I'm saying? All they're doing is talking about their issues. Talking about their issues. Talking about their issues. Eventually, you're going to tune out. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine 15 minutes, 30 minutes of someone just talking about their issues. Eventually, you'll tune out, right? You have to get your partner engaged. You have to get them in the conversation as well. And the best way to do so is open up the floor to have them express themselves as well. Hey, you know, yeah, I did say I was having an issue with this or I was feeling this way about that situation. As a matter of fact, how did you feel? Is there anything that I could fix? Is there anything that you feel like I should be working on? Because I want to be a better partner to you as well. So is there anything that I could be working on? Right? Imagine imagine how your partner is going to feel after you done told your partner what you feel like she should fix, right? And you go ahead and turn around and say, listen, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I just named some things that I feel like you should fix, but that's because I want the betterment of our relationship. And I also want to take into account the things that I should be fixing because I'm not perfect and you know me best. So you're the, you're the best person that should be giving me any advice on what I need to be fixing moving forward. Right? And so that's an important pillar right there, not making things all about you. And so the sixth pillar, the healthy communication for a long-term relationship, the sixth and most important pillar is going to be to take action. Nothing else matters. You can identify issues. You can have an understanding of how your partner views things in life, right? You can communicate. This person can tell you everything. You can ask them what you feel like I need to fix, right? You can be reading body language, all of these different things. You could be doing all of that. But if you don't take action, then none of it means anything. What you'll come to see is that taking action... It's communication in itself. Let's say it was a situation they came to you about it and you was kind of dismissive the first time. Let's say things are not all the way healthy just yet. They came to you about a situation, y'all was talking about it, you was dismissive. You didn't acknowledge that. And they came and expressed that to you. Now, the next time around when you take action, you realize what the issue is, you identify that issue, you have an understanding of where they're coming from, so they're not coming to attack you, they're just telling you how they feel, now you take action, right, and you see, you take some action, instead of dismissing them, hey, you go this time around, you can disagree, maybe, you can disagree, but not dismiss, you can communicate with love, right, you can do all of these things that show that you can. Taking action will show that you can. Taking action will show that you understand. So when they come to you with their problems, and you take action, that shows you can be trusted. Taking action will show that they can open up to you. Taking action will show that you want longevity in this relationship. 
So that, that's why that's the most important. Of course, we have seeking to understand. We have disagreeing but not being dismissive. Communicating with love. Being able to read body language. Not making the conversation all about you. But the most important one, or the one that ties everything together, is taking action. Don't have your partner coming to you 75 times about the same issue and still nothing is being done about it. That shows that you don't care. You don't want to fix things. Your partner comes to you about one thing and maybe the first time, maybe you didn't, you didn't remember. The second time, take action. Show that you care. Show that you want things to progress. Show that you want things to grow. Show that you can be trusted. When this person comes to you with their feelings, show that you can allow the space for open and honest communication. Because they know that they can trust you with their feelings. They know that when they come to you, you're going to do something about it. Make sure that you're taking action. Okay? Because again, Communication above all is one of the most important things in a relationship. Communication to a relationship is like oxygen to life. It's one of the most important elements. Without communication or healthy communication, the relationship is finished. The relationship is done. So make sure if you want to see your relationship progress, make sure that you're following these these pillars right here simple pillars things that you can work on a day-to-day basis things that you can work on seeking to understand things that you can start working on tomorrow to fix your relationship reading body language leaving the conversation open that's things that you can do tomorrow in your relationship when life gives you lemons don't always go and make lemonade. Let's talk it out. That's what I'm here for. I'm forever in the flesh. That's what I'm here for. Of course, we take day-to-day topics. We take day-to-day situations and we break them down. If you haven't already checked out all of the other episodes, go ahead and do yourself a favor. We're on episode 12 now. Go ahead and take a look at the previous episode. Share, like, comment on New Filters, the podcast on Instagram. If you don't have me added, go ahead and add me on Uncle Mugger. That's M-U-G-G-A on Instagram as well. Every day I look to post something motivational, a word of the day, just to keep something on your mind to meditate while you go through your day. Um, Of course, the podcast, keep on listening to those something sticks out to you in this episode go ahead and listen to it a couple of times if you really got it down pat and take action that is the most important thing don't just listen to this podcast as entertainment don't just listen to it to hear my voice take action 